Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 168th time. I'm I'm guys, I I've got to start checking with you guys ahead of time on what number this is. Doug, you do a good job of remembering what number this is. It's 168 though, right? That feels right, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's 69. I think we did 68. Really? Because I remember you going, is this this is 68? No, I think is that even the only reason I guessed 168 is because the even numbers are usually the the hockey corner day numbers. So I'm just going to go with 168. If it's not 168, you guys can all go fuck yourselves. The people at home, not my wonderful co-hosts. Um, anyway, I'm Nacho for the 168th time. I'm Nacho Flacco. This is Nacho Flacco, the podcast. Uh, I've got Doug and Trevor with me. The newly engaged Trevor. What? Rats, buddy. Congratulations, Trevor. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. There he is. No, he left. And he's gone. No, no I'm taking that back out. That, that wasn't him. That was the music. <laughs> Trevor, you're back? Yep. Yeah, we, we go. Trevor's engaged and Trevor leaves. <laughs> See you. Um, so did you do the whole like get down on one knee thing or what did you do, man? I did. I, I did absolutely not. did. I did not. You did when not. I did, it. I did not. And I think she holds it against me. I'm not gonna lie. It comes up. I made sure to do it. That was a big detail. No. I like I practically tossed the ring at her and was like, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was that was I was like, I'm I'm only slightly exaggerating. The, the one, like, she was sitting down and I, I just couldn't I couldn't get her to stand up. So I like kneeled next to her, which was <laughs> awkward, but hey, it is what it is. How from how long does it take you to get down to a knee versus get up from the knee? I mean, it's a longer process than it was 10 years ago. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, we're really happy for you, bro. There's definitely a grunt and a, uh, a couple cracks <laughs> in there. There's a fucking, <laughs> there was a grunt 10 years ago. Yeah, the grunt was gonna happen no matter what, bud. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You you uh, make make me the uh, Uh, the, luckiest man. Do it uh, uh, on the uh, on the on the face of the earth. The the fucking fucking luckiest guy alive. The fucking Lou Gehrig. (laughs) That's awesome. Congratulations, Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Big thanks. Big, big, big things. All right. Um, football happened tonight. It was, I, I mean, I watched every second because the Niners playoff hopes were like hint, partially hinging on this game. Um, did you guys watch any of this? I, I watched none. I, I, I saw a little bit of it. Oh. I was, uh, I wanted to pull it up so I could uh, share for my guy Ian Book with that. That got yeah. pretty boring pretty quick, so I kind of faded. <laughs> the, yeah, um, you didn't do very well, did he? Nah. 
<laughs> he didn't. He didn't have. I don't know if he had a chance or not to be good in this one. Yeah, he did not. The Saints had like twenty guys out on COVID. I think I saw. Yeah. It's not. There's no good. There's no good solution to any of this, but the right solution is always to do whatever works in favor of the 49ers. And that's what happened tonight. They made the saints play with their fourth quarterback. They had like four offensive linemen out saints already were beat up. They've already, this is the most starters any team has ever used in a season before. And we've still got two games to go. Um, they are, uh, they are beat the fuck up and, and then doing the COVID thing on top of it. And uh, going into this game, and I, I just posted this, but both of these teams were controlling their own destiny for the seventh seed in the playoffs. So technically, this game that featured a combined like 400 total yards is a Super Bowl preview. <laughs> the Saints-Dolphins Super Bowl preview. Um <coughs> But yeah, I mean, Ian Book threw an interception on his second NFL pass. Th- threw a pick six on his second NFL pass. Alvin Kamara tried getting into a fight. I think Kamara was trying to get ejected. Like, I don't think he wanted to be part of this game either. You know, like when, like, like Popovich just doesn't want to coach the game anymore and, like, five minutes in, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to get fucking teed up. I'm out of here. This thing's going to fucking suck. I think that was Kamara, and he couldn't even he couldn't even pull that off. I mean, he had a pretty big smile on his face after he got that penalty. <laughs> um, that Wilkins guy is hilarious. Yeah, I'm with I'm I'm okay with him. He's like he's like uh, Spice Adams, but you know, for twenty years from now, people are going to be like, "Hey, you're that internet guy, and not the defensive tackle that played for the Dolphins." Which is what happens to Spice, I imagine. For sure. Um, so anyway, this was this game was more interesting to me from a playoffs seeding standpoint than anything. Um, but I guess we can talk about the Dolphins. There's Tua was getting interviewed after the game, and the and the sideline reporter says, "So what's you guys have won seven straight? What's the what's been the biggest thing for you guys?" And uh, and Tua goes, well, you know, we've been spending a lot of time together off the field. And I'm like, okay, we're in a pandemic. Maybe not the best idea. But um, <laughs> we're spending a lot of time together off the field. And I'm like, wait, they haven't fucking played anybody. And then I looked it up again. Because I think we went over this on a recent pod when we were saying, hey, are the, are the Dolphins going to be even have a winning record? Because they had they'd won six straight or five straight or something, and the, and the teams they beat were the Texans, then the Ravens on a short week on the third the, the Thursday night game, mm-hmm. then the and then the Jets with Joe Flacco, the Panthers mm-hmm. with Cam Newton, the Giants with Mike Glennon, the Jets again, and now the Saints with Ian Book. Those are their seven straight wins. Um, so I mean, play the teams that are in front of you, but Jesus. Well, they got the Titans and Patriots next, so we'll see what happens. You, you'd expect any. You'd expect a team to go seven and zero in there. Maybe I mean, anytime it's a Thursday night game and you're at home, I always give you the advantage. 
um, which is part of the reason I thought the Niners were going to have a tough time with Tennessee, and that turns out they did. But, like, the, so all of these games were kind of you're supposed to win these games. Yeah. Kind of crazy, though. First time ever. A team has lost seven in a row, then one seven, seven in a row in the same season. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. they're having a, not knocking down any Goliaths on that no. seven uh, runs. Well, they'll get their chance, right? So yep. yeah, we'll get a Titan instead of a Goliath, maybe. Oh, hey, oh. Do you think, think Jalen Waddle wants his Heisman back? Like he's out here fucking destroying the NFL right now. Yeah, I was gonna. That was actually I was thinking that in the first quarter of the game when I was still conscious. Uh, <laughs> would you guys take Waddle over Jamar Chase right now? Yes. No. Waddle over Jamar Chase. I was thinking Devontae Smith. That was a quick yes. Um, no. Not, not over. No, I think Jamar Chase is better. There, yeah. Jamar, he's fallen off. A, and Jamar Chase got off to the crazy start and has fallen off a little bit. I think. Well, they're 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 doubling them. They're they're playing to him. The um. Yeah, I mean, there's that. It's like he's not sneaking up on anybody anymore. He doesn't have the right. The is this for real? Like you know, yeah. Um, but with, I mean, even when Joe Burrow throws, you know, for five million yards and seventeen touchdowns, he doesn't have a big game. Yeah, but that there's a reason everybody else did. Waddle is the only weapon really on that, only real weapon on that Dolphins team. I'm Jaziki's fine, but. He's the only guy that scares you. Um, he's out there. who's faced up on Lattimore, and was you know was was getting open against Lattimore. I mean that's that's as good as you're gonna fucking get, right? I mean, um, yeah i I would st- I'd take Chase just because he's bigger, right? Is yeah, I mean, he's, even bigger? He's... Chase is only like six foot, isn't he? Six one. Yeah, six one. I mean, Chase is the deep threat. He's got more touchdowns, but dude, Jalen Waddle has ninety six catches. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 where, and this is probably more of a function of who's throwing the ball to each of them. I I couldn't. You know what? I I I'm inclined to say Chase, but I'm also inclined to give Waddle some extra points just because of who's throwing him the ball. It's not that it's not that necessarily two is as bad as I as I thought he was gonna be. But like the uh the Jimmy G comparisons for me are like serviceable short game, you know, can you know fairly accurate, can kind of move the team down the field and things like that. Isn't going to go for the big strike too often, but holy fuck can make some terrible throws like two or three times a game. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was, I was, there's been like, you know, I, I, I posted the meme today. I was like, you know, one of these guys is costing the Niners a playoff berth with his stupid interceptions and the other one's Italian. Um, and two things came out of that. One, there are people in my comments who, I mean, it's maybe it's ironically and somehow this very fucking subtle joke is going over my head, but 
to think Jimmy G is Greek for some reason, um, which is just another instance of commenting shit that you could Google. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolis. With, yeah, they're like it's literally the last name of a like a Greek statue, and I'm like, I'm not fucking, I'm not arguing this with people. I'm I'm just I'm I'm not doing this. I'm like, this is for the podcast. I'm happy to laugh at them with my friends, but I am not gonna get into a commenting war with somebody who just do not engage. Just, just Google, folks. Before you fucking just be, before you think I'm wrong about something, just Google it, please. Um, I could be, but just do me the favor of Googling it first. Um, so that's the first thing. Jimmy Garoppolo, apparently Greek to like at least six people. Um, and the other one was the way that this, the very kind way that people were, were handling Tua. It was very sweet. And I got a little jealous because like, the way that the Niners people talk about Jimmy is is so harsh, and basically he's the Antichrist. Um, you know, it's like two is pretty good, but every week he just has that what the fuck interception. Yep. Uh huh. Um. Uh. What's what's the other one? Um. I th- oh here's the I thought he was Greek. Go away, people. Um. Oh Jesus Christ! I can't read these fucking comments anymore. I'm good. <laughs> um, Don't do it. So, anyways, but but the people were very kind to it, and but with all all just saying the way you would describe Jimmy if you were being not trying to be hyperbolic, you would just be like, "Yeah, he's fine. He just makes a terrible throw every once in a while," which is the that's the Jimmy G experience. And I and it got me thinking, like how many other quarterbacks fit into that mold of, yeah, he's fine, but holy fuck, is he going to do something silly? Um, hey, maybe I didn't have a seven layer nachos, but let's just do that. Seven layer nachos, quarterbacks that every once in a while just throw a really stupid fucking pass. Um. We'll go Jimmy, Tua. Who else? Doug, anybody come to mind? Sure. Let's. We can put Baker out there. He's had some bad throws last game. I mean, I was this year. I wasn't necessarily going with Baker, but as I was saying it, I realized I was teeing you up to say Baker. Um, Trevor. Uh, one Daniel Jones. Is he okay though? Is he? Is he? Is he all right? In what way? Like, is he good? The like, is he? So, I guess the the thing would be like, I guess Daniel Jones. Like, I'll put him in there. Yeah, cousins. Like, Kirk Cousins. Certainly stupid throws. I don't know why. Why is that up for debate? Wait, which part? I said he means he makes some extremely stupid throws. Why is that? Why are you? uh... No, no. It's I'm not debating the stupid throws part. I'm debating like the thing with Jimmy. My my. I would maintain with Jimmy and, and then what people were saying with Tua was he's good. He just makes one or two just stupid. Oh, okay. Games. I see what you're saying. I missed that part. Um, so I do it, think it, Daniel Jones is good. He just makes bad throws sometimes. 
Well, we got um, that report. They're bringing Daniel and your coach Judge back. Yeah, they're safe. They don't yeah. have to worry this off season. They're coming back. Well, that's great and all, but if you got them still around, then that's a problem. Yeah, I don't know how you can make that statement that they're coming back if you're going to replace the GM. You would hope GM could help make that decision, but but yeah, right. My favorite part about that announcement was it came in the morning and then after the game that they lost, the next thing that I saw about the Giants was that they were also eliminated from the playoffs. So it was just like four hours separating. Hey, bringing the coach and quarterback back. We've been eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> it uh, it felt like if maybe you just waited till after the game that you could have said, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But I don't know. Um, the Giants, uh, maybe they've got their Belichick. Who knows? Um, okay, so I've got Cousins, Jimmy, Tua, Baker, Daniel Jones. Who else? Who else fits? I mean, Herbert, Herbert will make a dumb throw here and there. That's for sure. He made some this week. That's an interesting name. He's an over, he's overconfident with his arm. Right, so a guy, a guy with a freaking cannon like that, makes bad throws sometimes. Mahomes is another one that makes bad throws sometimes, just because he's, you know, so many bad throws have worked his favor. Okay, so let me for these last two, and specifically with Mahomes, I think the thing with Mahomes would be he's great and makes some inexplicable throws. Kind of everybody else on this list has been like, they're solid, but. It's like it's the uh the the good with the good with Mahomes is so far outweighs the bad that like that's right. not the case with cousins and Jimmy and Tua and Baker and like Carson Wentz. Where's he yeah, he'd him? be he'd be a good one. Wentz is a good one. Yeah. I like that. One. I mean, where literally the game is dependent on how you know, how many terrible throws he, he makes. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the it's it, the game rides on how well the defensive backs are going to do at catching the ball. And I don't think like the, with, with Herbert, I mean, maybe God, has he been that inconsistent this year? Uh, I, should watch, I should watch more of him. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he's that guy that'll make the highlight reel at least once a week, but he, he also makes the low light reel. Yeah, I like Wentz for it. Wentz, Cousins, Jimmy, Tua. I mean, you're you're better off eliminating who doesn't. Really, I mean. Well, so you can get rid of the greats, right? Like David Carr's one. Yeah. David Carr, Derek, uh, Derek, Derek, Derek yeah. Carr, other, yeah. Ryan Tannehill, maybe. Eh. He's thrown some interceptions this year. He's yeah, I think he's first or second in interceptions. But I mean, like this is the. This is what you get with, you know, what is this? Probably the eighth eighth quarterback to the eighteenth quarterback. This is that glut yeah. in there. Where sometimes they're gonna play like the ninth best eighth best quarterback in the league, and sometimes they're gonna play like the twenty eighth best quarterback in the league. And you know, you hope that, you know, you've got them for you get the good part you get the good version of them for 65% of the time. And if you can do that, you'll win some games. Yep. Because all, all these guys are capable of winning games. Um, 
if they stay out of their if if they stay out of their own fucking way. All right, well that's that's been seven layer nachos where we just discussed a bunch of mediocre quarterbacks. And very good ones. And two very good ones, yeah. Yeah. At the same time. Same time. All right. Um okay. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The... God. The playoff scenarios now... Doug, I after the game yesterday when they were saying that the Browns had a shot at winning the division, that floored me. That there was still a path and a, and and an easier path to the playoffs for them. Like they've got an easier path to the four seed than the seven seed, or at least a less complicated. Yes, which was wild to me as well, and not in a oh like. Yeah, you know, like when the Seahawks went seven and nine and made the playoffs type of shit. Like, no, this is a real division with a real competitive division, and um, there's a path for the Browns to win it. Um, yeah, I no, have it got... here. If you want me to <laughs> rattle it off, I got it too, man. In my brain. All right, you rattle it off. The Browns. Uh, obviously, we got to handle the Steelers this weekend, but then we need the Ravens to lose to the Rams, and we need the Chiefs to beat the Bengals. If that happens next week, the Browns are playing the Bengals in the final week of the season for the the division title, you which just they haven't to, won since '89. You don't even need the Ravens to w- lose just this week; they lo- need to just lose once. Is what I saw. Oh, okay, even so, better. So, Browns got to go two and zero. Yep, which includes a win over the Steelers. The Steelers do need to lose one game, but. They play the Browns, and the Browns need to go two and zero. So, Browns go two and zero, including beating the Steelers and and Bengals. The Bengals lose to the Bengals lose out, which means they lose this week, and they lose to Cleveland. And then the Ravens lose any of their either of their next two games. And it's who who do they play? Doug Rams and 
the Rams and I think the Steelers. Or did they already pay him twice? No, I think it's. I think you're. I think you're right. It's, it's uh, Rams and Steelers. Like that's. I mean, you know, you guys be a good time for you guys to get fucking hot right now. Yeah, I mean, we just had eight guys come off the COVID list today, so we're starting to get our guys back. So I don't know. It could happen. The Christmas Day game against the Packers was a frustrating game to hold Rodgers. To, you know, defense played well. Weird that you said hold right there. Hold Rodgers. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, obviously, Baker threw four picks at the end of the day. People are just going to say he had four interceptions. Two of those. Well, well, the first interception was just a bad decision. But still, the guy got fucking held. Like, it's still a penalty. I don't understand why it doesn't get called. And then the fourth one, I'm sure you guys saw that. That was a blatant hold. And we just don't get that call at Lambeau Field on Christmas Day when Rodgers is passing Brett Favre. For most touchdowns in franchise history, I guess we don't get that call. <laughs> or we don't get a face mask call when Baker got sacked. Or we get a false start that wasn't a false start. The guy didn't budge. That was terrible. The other team was offsides. Like, that was terrible. But that was called on us. But yeah. The, he he was so offsides, it had to be your fault, even if they couldn't prove it. Yeah. So as much as I want to bitch about the refs, we still made our mistakes and but the, dude, our defense has been playing good since you know earlier in the season. I was worried about our defense. They're they're looking good. If we could just put, I mean, we have six losses by one possession. We could be fucking like the only two teams that really beat us this year were the Patriots and the Cardinals. Those were you know those were definitive beatdowns. All those other games were just a couple bad plays away. We could be fucking twelve and two. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's been a hard season for sure. But we're still in it. There's still hope. I'm happy to be talking about the Browns potentially being in the playoffs this late in the season and consecutive seasons. Potentially winning the division, Doug. Since '89. And again, like, dude, everybody shits on Baker, but dude, he got us to the he got us out of the basement. You know, these last four years, we've been a competitive football team. Like, we took the next step. Like, let's see if he can take the next step. I say give – I want Baker another year, but there's been a lot of negativity around him, obviously. Well documented. Yeah. <laughs> but he's playing uh, – he was 80 – what? His completion percentage in the first two games were 83%, and then he tore his labrum, and it's been shit since. So, uh, I, I, my, my feeling with him is that he's just so fucking banged up that, like – Yeah. Yeah. And that that's what it, – and it's – I think that's a that's a theme a lot of the times with these guys who play through injuries um, and don't make a big deal of them. But he is, what, at like 40%, it seems like. <laughs> he is banged yeah. up. He is – for him to, to, to be playing every week and getting out there is a feat of its own. I mean, for me, there's, there's an obvious sophomore slump for our coach Stefanski. I just don't think his – some of his decisions this year have been good, and our team has not been very disciplined. A lot of penalties. That's coaching for me. Um, so I think Stefanski's having a bit of a sophomore slump. He had a great rookie year last year, obviously, as a coach, but now people got some film on him, know his tendencies. And you're seeing it this year, not having the success we had last year. But, again, still got a chance, baby. <laughs> um. He's not watching anymore, so I guess we can do this now because he's probably not going to come yell at us in the comments. But uh, Scoofication 
was commenting, can we say one good thing about Drew Locke? Vic Fangio hates the kid for some reason, and he needs to get out and get a real shot somewhere else. Um, hmm. My response would be no, but you guys. Oh, I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna listen. Yeah. You know, part of part of building a following is listening to. You know, you got to take some requests every once in a while. Um, I used to follow his girlfriend on Instagram. Okay. Okay. I that's just gonna have to count. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. all I got. Yeah. But she, and she's got a jaw. Ooh. Just like a just like a. Everything else is just tip top, but just like got that like. She doesn't take any profile shots. Who's there? She's got a strong chin. Yeah. Like. Well, I mean, like you know. You wouldn't want her boxing. <laughs> Who's this? You know, it's just it's just poking out there. Drew Locke's girlfriend is that who she is? Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe um, who knows? But yeah, maybe in the right situation, Drew Lock could have success. There's my nice thing. What more do you fucking want? If you're Seriously, the Drew Lock, that's what you... Drew Lock. <laughs> I mean, but what what more do you want if you're a quarterback? Like we're talking about the Broncos as a destination for like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers as this perfect place you just plug in a quarterback and go. And they only need somebody slightly better than Teddy Bridgewater to be a wild card team. And if you get somebody way better than Teddy Bridgewater, your challenge, like you're, you could go on a run. You could win in the tournament. But for fuck's sake, that's not Drew Locke. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I hope that counted. Scoofication. Um, where were we? Oh, uh, playoff scenario. I didn't really, if the Raiders went out, they're in, apparently. That boggled my mind. Like, there, it's just the, the amount of teams that are still in this shit with two games to go. Like, this is the, this is the longest it's taken to sew these things up since, like, 2002. Yeah. That's thir- there's like that. 13 teams still alive in the AFC. Only three teams have been eliminated. Only five in the NFC. As we head into week 17. That's crazy. Yeah. There are, was it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams between eight and seven and seven and eight in the AFC? Yeah. I mean a team starting their fourth quarterback today was in a if they went out the 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 panic button started to go for me when uh David Lombardi, one of the Niners beat writers, the beat writer for the Athletic, he started tweeting out that like hey the Niners are no longer in control of their of their own destiny at this point. And I'm like what the fuck how is that even possible? They've got tiebreakers over the Eagles. 
Falcons, um, Vikings, Vikings. Um, and no, because if there's a three-way tie, head-to-head no longer counts unless one of the teams has played both of the other two teams. And because the Niners haven't played the Saints or beaten the Saints, then head-to-head is just thrown out. Huh. So it's not like, hey, we've got this. So you got the Saints, Eagles, and Niners, and you don't just get to pluck the Niners out of there because they've beaten the Eagles and let the Eagles and and then do the tiebreaker between the Eagles and Saints. You remove the tiebreaker scenario, uh, the head-to-head tiebreaker scenario, entirely and um then you get into all the conference records and all sorts of that other shit um and in and then in that scenario where the niners eagles and saints all end up with the same record the the saints and eagles would be the one to make it um so that was how we went into tonight as niners fans was really rooting heavily for the fucking dolphins. Yeah. Um and now the Niners are in a position where uh if the Niners win on Sunday, they they host the Texans which got I don't know some half of the Niner fucking nation is going to say the game got easier and half of them are going to say that the game got fucking harder. Um uh, but if the Niners beat the Texans at home and the Saints lose to the Panthers, the Niners clinch a pay- playoffs, the playoffs, but clinch the sixth seed on Sunday. So keep pounding Panthers. Those Texans are hot, man. Two wins in a row. Oof. David and Davis Mills is apparently like doing well. Yeah, I, I've not kept game. up on my Davis Mills statistical feats. 21 um, to 27, 254, and two touchdowns. Those are great stats. Yeah. Following up uh, 19 to 30 with two touchdowns and an interception. Yeah. Three straight games with a 90 quarterback rating or better. Very interesting. <clears throat> so, he he's got next. Um, All right. And then, but yeah, so now we're into we're into Jimmy Jimmy. The thing that came out today, Jimmy Garoppolo, torn ligament in his wrist, thumb areas, basically the same thing that Drew Brees tore what, two years ago when he high fived Aaron Donald. Um. And then, hand? and then on his throwing hand and then couldn't pick up a football on the sideline when he did it. Um, so that happened in the second quarter. Jimmy was still able to lead them on the, you know, 90 something yard drive there at the end of the game to get a touchdown. Um, but uh, it's still a torn ligament and a chip bone as well. And they said that sometimes the ligament just pulls a piece of the bone off the thumb and, you got to go in there. It's like a five, six week recovery time. Blah, 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 blah. So maybe uh, Jimmy G is back for the Super Bowl. What is uh, Trey Lance's health looking like? Is he healthy? 
Yeah, yeah. And and of course, you know, Shanahan said today in the press conference, he's like, well, he's had his best month of practice. I'm like, yeah, I, I, do I trust you? Aren't you just supposed to say that? Yeah, he but, definitely um, is. Uh, Fred Warner was Fred Warner was asked about the two quarterbacks a few weeks ago, and said uh, basically said Jimmy's our leader, blah blah blah, um, but that like Trey Lance has got a future, and you know the, us guys on the defense know it because he's out here dicing us up. So um, I don't know, maybe maybe that's how bad our cornerbacks are. That Trey Lance is fucking tearing up our tearing up the cornerbacks, but. Um, I don't know. We'll see. So you'd think it would be a good game for the Niners. I here's here's what I'm happy about. I'm glad the Chargers lost to the Texans this week because now the Niners cannot look past the Texans. Like you just can't. Like they just beat the Chargers. Chargers are probably a better team than the Niners, and now you can't look past the Texans. Like there's no like, hey, we got the because the Rams are the game after. There's none of that. There's no trap game now. This team, just, this team just beat a really good team with a really good quarterback and really good weapons, some of whom were out with COVID. But um it's possible. Like they they could they could beat you if you don't come if you don't come, you know, prepared. So that was a good thing for the Niners. Um I think the Jimmy G injury is a bad thing for the Niners, but plenty of people disagree with me. I can fucking tell you that. So, well. Trey Lance season is upon us. Here we go. Fired it's up. Ex- it's exciting. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see him. I mean, Win this week, Saints lose this week, and all of a sudden you've got Trey Lance starting a playoff game on the road, maybe against like fucking Tom Brady. That's <laughs> terrifying. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, who may or may not, I, I don't know. Does he seem like a guy that holds grudges? Maybe for the Niners passing on him? God, I hope not. No, Jeez. Tom? Tom? No. no. He's not going to use that as fuel. No, he doesn't do oh. that kind of stuff, does he? Good, good. All right. Well, that that makes that'll help me sleep at night. Yeah, he's not vindictive. Yeah, that's not part of his diet. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. What else? Um. So for got the Cardinals, man. Three straight. They've lost to the Rams, the Lions. And now the Colts. They you... they posted a tweet at uh, uh, "Keep sleeping, keep sleeping." They said back on December like fifth. They've lost three straight since their "Keep sleeping" tweet. Well, Cardinals, what are you gonna do, huh? Someone, someone, alarm clock. Somebody was uh. Like you know how NFL teams they always tweet the final score, win or lose, and they when the Cardinals team wouldn't tweet the final score, their Lions loss. Somebody yeah. was like going crazy about that. I can't remember who. It was, it was Big Cat from uh, from Barstool. That's what it was. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> he was, and they finally, like five days later, they finally um, 
did a love actually send up yeah of it um, that's funny but it, uh, does this team remind you of the Steelers last year the, with the great start and the limping slow finish a little bit they kind of remind me of the 2020 Cardinals yeah yeah or that <laughs> like like there's um Kyler Murray Kyler Murray's got an issue he's not looking good rolls around um he is I was I was looking up and I want to get this right because I don't want to listen this is a we well-researched pod we don't want to we don't want to get out here and just start spouting things that aren't true um but in uh after November so in November December and January he is a combined six and 14. Jeez. He's 15 and eight and one in September and October and six and 14. Basically after once, once, once you get to the second half of the season. Yeah. In weeks nine on he's six and 14. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that's the type of shit that gets an otherwise popular coach. Is he? Po- he's popular. He, he, Were you call he's, Cliff popular. He's he's Scottsdale popular. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, fits right in. Oh, he fits in. Yeah, I, I mean, but like, fits into the point that like. If you were the owner, you could probably walk into that bar and pull out three other guys that would do just as well. Sure. Um, and be just as handsome. Um, but you've got to, I mean, that's a, that's a monster red flag there. Cause it's not like, like Kyler's completion percentage goes down in the second half of the season. Um, intercept, like he's, 40 and eight, 40 touchdowns, 18 interceptions in the first half of the season. And he's 27 and 16 in the second half. Um, that's it's not good. He, he's QB rating of 92. Uh, so 92 in, in the first four games, 104 in the second four games, 92, but then 84. And like ninety is average these days. Yeah. So he's he drops to well below average in uh and once the do you think he's just too small? Like the, the game just can't like he can't handle the rigor the rigors? Yeah, that's definitely uh you know, as the season progresses, it's a little tougher for the smaller guys, so makes sense. It's not, it's not like he's playing in bad weather. He's playing at dome. In Arizona, right? I mean, Joe Buck would call it cold, but um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I think he just—I don't think there's much, you know, support there. If that that makes sense, like if he's mentally not there, if things are falling apart a bit for him, like is Cliff going to bring him out? I don't think so. Right? I mean, they're—he doesn't have this kind of seasoned coach. I don't think there's leadership there. 
And I think that I think that has something to do with it. There's there's like a you know the more ta- like I mean in the second half of the season you've got tape on you like all the like goofy shit that you put in over the summer has worn off at this point like your game plans are your game plans you're not you're not doing anything crazy afterwards and um, you know this this is teams they're not adjusting it would look like yeah but six and fourteen fucking gross man yeah um he's only played six games in november which is also weird in three years right 19 20 21 in three years he's only played six games in november little guys breaking down taking hits um that's that's Interesting. I will say games in November, six games, 14 games in October, six games in November. He doesn't seem to take massive hits, though. He's like too small. Can't square up on him. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's like he's got there's that like he's got that Russell Wilson thing about him, right? Like where it's like he's still throwing the ball plenty. But I mean, he runs the ball, right? He's out there like hustling around. Like he's he's got to get tackled at some point. Um, a little... I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying like I yeah I don't remember him taking I don't remember him taking big hits. Um, at the same time, you know he's run the ball 93 times, 133 times. He's already run the ball 74 times. Like he's out there. Um, he's he's putting himself at risk. Something's going on. I know. I know that six and fourteen is bad. That's what I know. Yes, I'm sure about that. Um, and they have Seahawks and Cowboys. I think not in that order. As the last two games. Yeah, that, that would. Those are. I mean, those aren't locks. So certainly. Certainly the Cowboys game. Cowboys look like playing the football team, but like they look like monsters. Yeah. Their defense is fast. Yeah. What is it like? I know we're not sitting around here watching a bunch of fucking all 22 film, but like Trayvon Diggs has 11 interceptions now on the season. (laughs) That's crazy. Most since it's like ins- the 80s, right? It's insane since like the early 80s. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, he's got to be. I know that the memes are that he can't, that it's boomer bust for them. He's either going to pick it off or he's going to give up an 80 yard, an 80 yard, uh, completion. Um, but they like the quarterbacks have to be seeing stuff with him that like, hey, we can beat him. Otherwise, why would you keep throwing in the ball? But like, he's smooth, man. the The interception he had against the the Redskins or the football team, fuck. The thing, the interception he had against the football team was smooth, man. He looked like he looked like a receiver. Um. So, but anyways, yeah, it's uh, they got between him, Parsons, and uh, Lawrence. 
They've got a guy at every level of that defense that is a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Are we living in a world where the Cowboys might make it to the Super Bowl? Looks that way. I mean, they've they've yet to really shit the bed, right? They've yet to lose to a really bad team. Look terrible. Uh, Dax Donald Dax doesn't have his best game, uh, and they're not running the ball like they should. But I mean, their their, their defense is is carrying them, and they're fucking good. But that defense right. is good. The um, they are. So they finish against the Cardinals and Eagles. Um, they are, what are they, in the two seed right now? I mean, they're, I can't believe the Cardinals aren't even going to win the fucking division, man. That's just. That, they, that looks like four losses in a row to me, too. <laughs> um, And then. So, yeah, so right now, Packers in the one seed, Cowboys in the two seed. And if playoffs started today, you'd have the Bucks playing the Cardinals in the first round of the playoffs. So the matchup, if it would right now, it'd be Cowboys, Eagles, Rams, Niners, Bucks, and Cardinals. That'd be a fucking hell of a first weekend of football. Isn't there is one of the games on Monday night? I thought I heard him say that this year. That would be f- cool. One of the playoff games is a Monday nighter. That would be cool. Yeah. That would I I guaranteed that would be the Cowboys Eagles game. In this scenario, guaranteed. Yeah. There's no bad games in there though. Playoffs. Playoffs? Um, all right. What else we got? And then you guys mind from week 16? Boy, I don't know. Is there any other? That's, I mean, that Chargers loss was bad. Losing to the Texans at this point of the year is not a vote of confidence. blown out at that. Like yeah, 41-29, that's... That's a blowout as far as I'm concerned. I don't care that it's only 12 points. Yeah. Yeah, they're the, as, as good as the Chargers' offense is, their defense is probably just as bad as their offense is good. You know what I appreciated about Matt Nagy this week? Uh-oh. They score, um, with, they score late in the game. Maybe, I don't know. I'll, I'll bring it up here. It doesn't matter. They score late in the game to bring themselves within one. They just need the extra point and they can try and hold on for overtime. It was a, with a minute left. They scored with a minute left. And Matt Nagy, coach of a four and 10 team facing a five and nine team, goes for two to either win it or fucking lose it right there. And I fucking appreciate it because nobody needs to see, nobody needs to play extra football when the two teams have a combined nine wins in week 16. 
So hats off to you, Matt Nagy. <clears throat> this may be the best thing you've ever done in my eyes, other than winning with Mitch Trubisky. And they just so happen to do that against the Seahawks. I'd have appreciated it anyways, but um, I, the Seahawks finishing in last, as I predicted, um, didn't get my taint on that one, did I, fuckers? Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the Seahawks not just finishing in last in the division, you know, it's, it's gratifying uh, in and of itself. Um, but, and, and not being able to finish at eight and nine and not being like, oh, you know, one game here, one play there, we're nine and eight, but to be, to have double digit losses, just that 10 just fucking hits different. And, um, I mean, they still play the Cardinals, which is, you know a team that needs to win. And, uh, and then they, and oh, oh, oh man, they play the lions this week. Come on. Fucking Dan Campbell. Kneecaps. Bitten. Biting. Do you think Pete Carroll looks across the field at Dan Campbell and goes, that could, that used to be me. I was I, a fiery guy once. I used to look at the physique on that man. <laughs> I used to be in that kind of shape. Back in my day. God, I bet his hip doesn't pop during sex. Oh. Um. Anyway, so Seahawks finish up against home against the Lions and at the Cardinals. But, oh, Dan Campbell, you beautiful beast. Let's see if we can do this. Because, God, 12 losses for the Seahawks? Oh, my God. That'd be an end of an era. It would be it already the, is right. You think it already is? It's just it would just it would guarantee. I mean, because that would be four straight losses, seven of their last nine. Um, I mean, they were two and two at one point, and do for them to finish five and twelve. Oh God, glorious! God, I'm gonna go upstairs and try and make another kid. <laughs> 12 plus Seahawks. The um but yeah, Seahawks. That the, just the double digit losses just just makes me happy. It it makes me it fills me up. I'm warm inside. It's just gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um what else happened this week? Um I didn't catch too much of the game, uh, the other Christmas Day game, but the Colts are the Colts. How serious are you? Should we be taking the Colts? Because I think they're looking pretty good. Carson Wentz played decent. We'd all written them off at two and four. Yes. Like to and even looked at their schedule and was like, "Damn, that's unfair." Um, and they have fucking turned it all the way the fuck around. Um, are they dangerous? I mean, like, you've got a defense, you've got a running game. Those are the two things that you that always travel well. So, do you have a shot in the playoffs with that? Yes. 
Is it really fucking hard to win four straight games against really good teams and win a Super Bowl like that? Also, yes. So are they going to be a problem? I'm sure. Are they going to go all the way? The not no fucking chance. It's just okay. not happening. Okay. Okay. Congratulations to the Indianapolis Colts on your Super Bowl win. Yeah. Based on what I just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lock it uh, in. The Bills smoked the Patriots, and uh, McCorkle looks um, like he's hit, hit a little bit of the rookie wall. He was 14 of 32 with two interceptions, a 38.9 QBR, and a 31 passer rating. Both of those are bad. Fading. Um, so Josh Allen had another what the fuck throw in that game. He's he's insane. And led the team in rushing. Like they don't. Who's this fucking Isaiah McKenzie guy? Jesus, eleven for one twenty-five and a touchdown. Small little guy. A wee Um, lad. Little guy went to Georgia. He committed to Notre Dame, but I don't think he was ever serious. I don't think it was ever going to happen. <laughs> Fuck him. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, he's, um, he's a little fast, little dude. And then McKenzie. Yeah, 14 of 32 for Mac Jones, 145 yards, two interceptions. No Ooh. good, Mac. McCorkle. Man, I drove North Carolina to Ohio. I think it was, I think I I think I drove through a McCorkle, West Virginia. I was like, that just sounds right. Yep, fits. McCorkling. So that's um, Mac Jones has thrown for hundred and sixty-four yards and combined in two games against the Bills this season. <laughs> If if you don't account if you if you just look at stats and you don't account for, you know, eighty five mile an hour wins, um, but uh, I mean he's been he's been average this season, fifty one point seven QBR. I mean that's that's average. Um, thirty three hundred yards, eighteen touchdowns, twelve interceptions. Yeah, average. Average. Um. What else happened? Rams beat the Vikings. Duck the cousin curse. Slippery bastards. Sons of bitches. The Chiefs just annihilated Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was bad. There were some blowouts this week. Tampa Bay destroyed Carolina. We're probably not talking about the Chiefs. They're like back in prime form. They're they're probably the best team. <laughs> We're not even saying much about them. Yeah, nobody wants to play the Chiefs right now. Okay, so let's, let's do this. Who do who who are the most vulnerable playoff teams then? Let's flip Rams. this around. Rams, the Cardinals. Yeah, I'd agree with that. They seem to be the most. I mean, who else are we talking about? The Titans probably. Patriots? Well, I mean, not two weeks ago, but now, yeah. <laughs> like, if, if if this is late season McCorkle, yeah. right? If this is what they're going to be getting from the quarterback. 
Yep. Um, can Miami? Miami can't win that division, can they? They could. They, they have not been eliminated. The Bills need to lose out, and the Dolphins need to win out. Yeah, they're only one game behind them. But yeah, because the Bills play. I think the Bills play the Dolphins. Wait, who do the Dolphins play? Hold on. They play the tight Bills play the Dolphins play the Titans and the Patriots. And the Bills play like the Jets and somebody awful. Jets and Raiders, maybe? Uh the Raiders aren't awful. Jets and Falcons. Jets and Falcons, Bills. that's it. The Bills need to lose to the Jets and Falcons. So yes, the Dolphins can mathematically win, but probably not. Probably not. Kansas City is the only team that is locked in to a playoff spot in the AFC. They're the only clinch in the NFC? Yeah. Or the AFC? AFC, yeah. No playoff berth is technically clinched, although I'm fairly certain Tennessee and Buffalo are going to make it. Um, But, yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's wild. Whereas the five top teams in the NFC have all clinched their playoff spot. And it's not that the NFC isn't like more muddled. I mean, they go uh, it's six and nine. Washington's out, but like still mathematically there. Yeah. So they go 10 deep. I guess it's an extra three teams that are still technically two, but an extra three teams that are have a realistic shot um, in the uh, in the AFC. Man, I w- like I was trying to like come up. With, I was like, what the, what are the craziest scenarios? Like the Falcons making the playoffs. Let's let me just see what Falcons playoff scenarios look like. They can still make it. Yeah, they got. The- I got the Bills and the Saints left. Probably not, but but mathematically, yes, they're still in it. That's crazy. Seven and eight. This is... They have a 2% chance right now of making the playoffs. So... Oh, I can't even fucking read all this shit. <laughs> It's what like the when they explain fuck? the playoffs in basketball. This is um, <laughs> this is impossible to. Okay, so they've got to beat the Bills, obviously. The football team has to beat the Eagles. The Texans have to beat the Niners, and the Packers have to beat the Vikings. And then the following week, the Falcons have to beat the Saints. The Bears have to beat the Vikings. So the Vikings, Eagles, Niners have to lose out. And the Falcons have to win out. But it's it's possible. Man, the Falcons, the Falcons making the playoffs would be wild. That would be funny. It would. What's the fuck? Now I want to do the Redskins football team. That's fucking twice. Football team. Football team. 
Yeah, how the hell? They just need everybody else. They must have some kind of tiebreaker over somebody. They have a three times, they have a 6% shot of making the playoffs. Two division games left for them, the Eagles and Giants. Mm-hmm. We'll play spoiler in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Get them. Nah, we need the picks. We need them picks. They probably need everybody in front of them to lose twice, and they need to win twice. I can't see any other. Yeah, that's pretty much everybody else is, you know, everybody on the cusp is that situation. Yeah. Because they're already at nine losses. So I think once, if Niners and Eagles win, I got to think that would be eliminating Washington. So, so here's, what, here's what's going to happen for Washington to make the playoffs the Bills beat the Falcons. The Texans beat the Niners. The Panthers beat the Saints. The Packers beat the Vikings. That all has to happen this week. Obviously, the the football team has to win. Then the following week, the Falcons have to beat the Saints, and the Cowboys have to beat the Eagles. So those eight games, those six games, sorry. One, two, three, four. Yeah, those six games have to go perfectly, and the football team has to go 2-0. I mean, the only one... They have to be who they the football team is playing the the Giants and the Eagles. Football team is playing the Eagles and the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that the only game there that I think is a problem for them is that Texans Niners game. Everything else could pretty much happen. Yes. Yeah, because they're relying on the Bills to beat the Falcons. That that'll, that'll happen. happen. That should happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Panther Panthers Saints isn't Panthers look terrible lately. So, but so do the like, Saints, and they don't have anyone. Well, if the Saints get if the Saints can get maybe their either second or third string quarterback back, maybe they can, you know, look better than they did tonight. Like if they can get twenty guys off of COVID. Yeah, you know, I think maybe? it's. I don't even think it's a quarterback thing. I think it's the rest of the fucking team. Right. Yeah. So, but the the bill the, you're relying on the Bills and Packers. That's that should be good, even though the Vikings already beat the Packers once. Um, the Tex, you're right. The Texans Niners is the is the linchpin, and then Falcon Saints isn't even. Falcons aren't a good team. But that that and, that division is completely up in the air. Not, I, mean, I shouldn't say that. The rest of that division, they all can all beat each other. Those other three teams, other than the. Right. Other than the Bucks. the Bucks, right? Yeah, they can all beat each other. And, you know, we've, we've seen the Saints beat the Bucks twice. So, Dude, the New York Times has an incredibly fun, interactive little, like, watch him a jig here. That uh, for, for predicting all this shit. Is that what you're using right now? Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty quick. Um, let's see. Let's do the Broncos. Just because... They have they have a less than one percent chance right now. So, <laughs> if the Broncos win both their games, it's still a one percent chance. Chargers holy, and Chiefs. Holy shit balls! All right, let me just. Oh no, hold on, hold on. I got this. Doesn't reset itself when you change the teams. That's that's silly. Okay, so. Broncos win both their games. 
Now the Rams need to win. Rams the over the Ravens. Titans need to win. The Browns need to win. Then the Steelers, Bengals, Patriots, and Chargers all need to win in the in week 18. So in week 17, the Rams need to beat the Ravens. That's doable. Uh-huh. The Titans need to beat the Dolphins. That's doable. The Broncos need to beat the Chargers. That's probably the maybe the hardest thing we've talked about so far. The Browns need to beat the Steelers. It's doable. The Steelers then the following week need to beat the Ravens. The Bengals need to beat the Browns. The Patriots need to beat the Dolphins. And the Chargers need to beat the Raiders. Well, that all seems pretty doable, though. God, this would be fucking incredible. But they, but the, <laughs> what they have to do is beat the Chiefs. Yeah, that's the that's the linchpin there. The the, the linchpin for them is is their wins. Yeah. Might be a meaningless game for Kansas City, though. It, it could be. Yeah, it, everybody's going to be sitting that one out. Well, if you're if so, I guess that's philosophically. If you're if you're the one seed and you're getting the buy anyways. Do you sit your guys or no? Yeah. Do you give them two weeks off? Absolutely. I'd be worried about that. It's a long season. Extra game. Maybe it's COVID bullshit. Maybe they play the first half or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, A series or two. I just wouldn't want to get them out of the rhythm for that long. Like you never take a two week break. Um, which is, I mean, this is, this is why I really want the, you know, I, I, <clears throat> if the Panthers can't beat the Saints this weekend, I really hope that there's somehow that the Rams have nothing to gain from beating the 49ers and and would rather take the take the rest. But also they also just might want to beat the 49ers because they haven't beaten them in five straight games. So um so uh, I want to try and do the Browns but like are the Bengals making the playoffs it's not locked in not locked in yeah we we did the Browns yeah but we did the easy way for the Browns so like what if the Browns lose against the Steelers they're not out of it. Really? Oh, they no, oh, they might be. That so they they what if they lose against the Bengals? I'm pretty sure they have to win both games to wow, have the a chance. Okay, so they gotta win both games to have the chance. And if they win okay, so but let's say that the Bengals beat the Chiefs then. I think they're done. You've got a 1% chance at that point. So if that were to happen, you need the Rams, Titans, Broncos to win in week 17. Then you need the Patriots, Broncos, and Chargers to do it as well in week 18. So if if you've got a a 1% chance, according to the New York Times, if the Bengals beat the Chiefs. 
That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, on that note, is it time for a hockey corner? A special Trevor just got engaged edition of hockey corner. Man, I wish I had a violin. Did you guys open that? Did you open that video I sent you guys of John Tesh? I've I've seen that. I probably I, I think Owen sends that to me at least like twice a year. <laughs> I just, I just thought the beginning when he hit, you know does the little recorder thing. I was like, that's that's our intro, <laughs> and that's the intro, and then the fake dribbling after, where John Tesh is just dribbling an imaginary basketball. Right before he like dives into uh, dives into the key, in, hits the keyboards. John, but John yeah. Tesh looks like he could be one of Curtis's uncles. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, can Curtis grow a goatee? Like, because if no. he could, he can't grow a goatee, can he? I'm sure he could. He's just one of those so. like those those hairless Amazon people. I've never seen Curtis with any facial hair. Yeah, maybe not. Curtis, if you made it this far into the episode. He has, right? Yeah, he has. Let us know, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Send proof. Well, that being said, it is... uh, Do we have hockey yet? No? No. No, we have no hockey, but we do have the Junior World Championships, so... So we got that going for us. We got that going for us. So we have hockey content for Hockey Corner. Okay, Okay, hold on, hold on. He hit it so hard. Oh, God, I'm losing it. It is 220 where Doug's at. Yeah, fresh off an eight-hour drive. (laughs) Fresh off the the very scenic Ohio to North Carolina drive. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) His his guitar just threw a rod. Well, uh, yeah, so uh, no professional hockey. But what we do have is the uh, World Junior Championship, uh, and that's, uh, that's going well. Uh, looks like uh, the Finns had a, had a... Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.